Hey fellas, Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. We are 10 games in to the 2020 NBA season, and the New York Knicks already have to hold a press conference. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Rob Carbone coming at you. BD4, episode 41. Not good. <laughs> I was hoping I would have a, you know, a nice happy-go-lucky episode here of BD4 where we're talking about a two-game win streak <laughs> because, you know, after such a great Friday night in Dallas, Texas, um, Knicks completely ruin it and buzzkill everything tonight with an absolute, maybe their worst performance of the season, and that's hard to say, um, but maybe their worst performance tonight against the Cavs. Um, it was so bad. 20-point blowout. I don't even remember the final score. I don't even remember a lot of the game. It's like, I just finished watching it. It's already like a wash to me. It's a joke. But, yeah, it sucks. Especially see them lose like this at home, right? That's two games uh, Two games at home this year where they've shown nothing at all. And that's, that's concerning for a young team. You know, at Madison Square Garden used to be this place where the Knicks would at least not, not that they would be feared, but at least they would be respected. Now teams are coming in here, and they're just laughing at us on our own floor. And that hurts as a fan. It hurts. So it sucks to have to deal with this all the time. And like I said, coming off a big game nine, we took that game against the Mavs, right? Uh, the Knicks came out of the gate that game against the Mavs with some aggressiveness, some physicality that they didn't have tonight. You know, they had this physicality out there on Friday where they were aggressive down low. They were moving the ball. Players were moving, making good cuts. Defense at times was, you know, a little a little pathetic at times, some wide-open three-point shots. But then they tightened up as the game went along, and they limited the Mavs to making any kind of run. That's the big thing. Yeah, Porzingis and Doncic held their own, right? Doncic had a 30-something point triple-double, career-high in points. Porzingis had 29-9, five blocks. But everybody else aside them, the Knicks locked them down. So they neutralized the Mavs in that way where... They limited them from making any kind of extended run. There was a little bit of a run in the third quarter leading into the fourth where they went on some 21 to 6 run. And, you know, but that was when Frank Nilakina took over, right? This was the Frank game, um, his fourth quarter especially. He had 14 points overall, six boards, four assists, four steals, and three blocks. So, monstrous defensive game. But it was that fourth quarter for Frank where he came in there and took over. He really did. Right, the turning point was uh, there was a turning point right after the Mavs went on this run. Um, they actually took a three point lead. That's when Frank took over, and you know, nice sequence. It was like I don't know, eight eight, eight minutes and seven seconds left or something like that. Frank got a big block on Tim Hardaway Jr. and then he came around the other end, hit hit a big three pointer, put the Knicks up. Uh, I'm sorry, to tie the game ninety to ninety. But then not long after that, I think it was a possession or two later. Frank goes and, you know, he puts them in the lead with a step-back jumper, an 18-footer. 
digs into his bag of tricks again. And you like to see that confidence. When he's doing those step backs, that's when you know Frank's feeling confident out there. We've seen him do a couple of that over the last few games. So that's big. He was playing confident out there. That's the, that's always the thing with him. When he's not afraid to take shots, when he's, when he's taking shots within the rhythm of the offense and not passing them up, that's what you want to see. And he was doing that. He brought the Knicks back in the game. Then after that, after he brought them back on top 92 to 90, he had this big defensive possession where he was just causing havoc, you know, in the corner. Um, you know, quick, he used his quick hands. He almost got the steal, but then he recovered and got the block. Knicks got the ball back. And, you know, they just kept, he made, he made so much big plays down the stretch for them. Um, RJ Barrett missed a big pair of free throws, but I think Randall got the offensive board. He hit them both, and that was pretty much the icing on the cake for that game. But it was Frank's defense, and it was Marcus Morris's 29 points, which you can't forget about as well that game. Taj Gibson played well, too. It was a big game for the Knicks. Love the effort, but then we get to tonight. <laughs> and um, like I said, nothing at all. Mitchell Robinson out for a second consecutive game. But that's not an excuse because nobody really showed up other than two, maybe three people at times. Um, there was no effort. There was steps low all night. There was no nick with the knack, as Clyde likes to say. Um, you know, Julius Randle had a little bit of a, mo- you know, a moment there. He helped the Knicks on this 21, you know, 21 to four third quarter run. They were they were down 30 in the second half, right? But Randle gets hot. He starts scoring down low, pounding the ball down low, which is what he should be doing all the time. He wasn't turning it over at this point, <laughs> um, and he, he helped get them onto this. He cut a thirty-point deficit. He helped cut the Nick. He helped the Knicks cut a thirty-point deficit down to like thirteen points. So they were right back in it, right? You were like, okay, maybe maybe this is it. But no, of course it wasn't it. They went right back into a rut in the uh, in the fourth quarter. And you know when the Knicks scored, the Cavs would score. You know, and if the Cavs would score, the Knicks wouldn't score sometimes. So it was just pretty much a joke. It was very uh. Very sloppy for the Knicks. They turned it over 21 times. Another game where they couldn't hit jack shit from the free throw line. That's a big issue. It's starting to become worse and worse every game. Every game you're looking up and they're hitting 60% of them. It's really bad. They're last in the league. And the big thing with this is, I've said it before, it's not like one person is holding them down. Right, yeah, RJ's definitely been the worst, shooting forty freaking five percent. But there's a bunch of people on the Knicks not hitting their free throws this season. That's a problem. When's it gonna start? When's it gonna start turning around? Because that's turnovers, missed free throws. Those are two big things that could change the game. Have you just hit a few hit a few more free throws? This game could be you know somewhat of a close one. Turn the ball over a few less times. This could be, you know, that's a couple less triples that Cleveland hit tonight. It, it was bad. It's it's getting bad. It's so sloppy. It's again, it's not a good brand of basketball. It's shit you do not want to see. They're just pathetic. They're just pathetic at home. I don't know what it is. Whenever they play at home, they get their ass beat. Um, I don't like Bobby Portis, by the way. <laughs> Listen, this guy will sprinkle on a gem, you know, maybe once every seven or eight games seven or eight days, but I mean, come on, this guy was he two for ten tonight? It wasn't even that. His defense is so bad. Um, everybody played bad tonight, though. It wasn't just him. R.J. Barrett. Barrett's hit a little bit of a wall. So, that's that's two consecutive two consecutive games where he scored in double figures. Hmm. Four points, or is it three points? 
Friday and nine points tonight. They still can't hit the free throws. They've somehow gotten worse. Um, you know, Knox wasn't good tonight. Offense was not there. Missed a lot of shots. His defense, yeah, he had a few blocks, two or three of them, but he also had some really, really bad lapses where he either gave up on the end of the possession or just got completely blown by. Got a long way to go. Morris progressed. He had about four or five good games in a row. Tonight did not have a good game. Ended up with three more shots than he did points and missed all five of his triples. And again, the Knicks had a few bright spots. You know, Trier had a good scoring performance late. Helped them, helped them stay somewhat. I don't even. I can't even say somewhat close because they weren't close. But you know, he helped them only lose by twenty-one. If that makes sense. Uh, Trier was a, a positive Randall for a little bit, but I mean, four fouls, four turnovers. Samuel losing player Randall. Frank was a positive on defense. His defense was again remarkable tonight. But, again, he took a step back offensively. Um, I was hoping he would continue that stretch of three out of his last four games scoring in double figures. Tonight, he could not do that. <sighs> not much else, man. I really don't have much else for you. The Knicks are just not playing consistent basketball. You really want you wanted them to, to finally pick up a two-game win streak here. But, I mean, you had, it, you had the cards set up for you. You had the Cavaliers on your own home floor. You know, after coming off a big win, which you would have thought gave them some momentum. But no, they completely shit the bed tonight. And the Knicks are going to have to go out on Tuesday and hope to uh, to restart this thing again against the Bulls. And maybe start up a, a one-game win streak there. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. I'm trying so hard to be optimistic. But how could you, you know, how could you see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point, man? There is. Like I said, there's a freaking press conference going on right now with Mills and Perry as I speak, talking about the state of the team. We're not even in, out of November yet. Jesus Christ. Does that mean Fizdale's on the hot seat already? I don't know. Does that mean one of Mills or Perry's on the hot seat? I doubt no one gives a shit. But, um, yeah, guys, we're going to have to see something eventually. We can't keep can't keep coming out like this. That's what, two, three games this season where the Knicks have shown absolutely nothing in terms of effort? You're a rebuilding team when you're a young rebuilding team. You've got to be trying 100% for 48 minutes of the basketball game, right? You can't be having these games where you don't show up at all. Or in this case, you can't be having these games where you show up for about five, six, seven minutes and then go back to being you know, lifeless. You can't do that. If you're a young rebuilding club, you have got to show effort every single minute of you're out there on the floor. It's it's bad. You know, so if I was to grade this team in terms of their development, in terms of how they've dealt with the rebuilding, with the, the rebuilding process up to, you know, up to date, it's, their ceiling is no higher than a C-. minus. I honestly, I don't see improvement from last year. If anything, you could, you could, you could make a case that you see regression, and that's pretty pathetic. Shit's got to change. The culture has to get better. We've got to start winning some basketball games, folks. Because, again, I say it every single episode now. All I want is 30 wins. That is all I want from this team. Can they scratch out 30 Ws? Just go 30 and 52. My expectations are so low, it's kind of hard imagining them do that. It's so bad with this team. I don't know. I don't know. 
you know, we're just gonna have to <laughs> just gonna have to keep watching. Um, you know, run some plays. David Fizdale's offensive si- offensive system. He doesn't have an offensive system. <laughs> Why is Randall dribbling into traffic all the time and fumbling it every single time? You gonna ha- can you hold him accountable? Can you run a play for somebody else? Can you run a pick and roll? Guys are bottom in the league in PNRs. Come on. Guys are killing you off the dribble penetration. Killing you off screens. There's nothing on either side of the floor that's consistent right now with this ball club. Jesus Christ. I don't know. You know, why is Bobby Portis out here 25 minutes and Taj Gibson for, what, 15, 17 minutes? That should never happen. We should never have Portis and Randall playing defense at the same time <laughs> with, with Mitch's, without Mitch's presence instead of having Taj out there. Why the hell are we doing that? What is Fizdale, what is his thinking process there? Where is he going to get his defense in the front court when you have Portis and Randall out there at the same time? Portis getting significantly more minutes than someone like Gibson, who is the only half-decent big man defender after Mitchell. It, it's unbelievable. It's bad. You've got no point guard who can shoot the basketball. You've got no... You know, of all these power forwards you signed, not one of them has really lived up to any kind of Positive expectation. It's uh, it's a joke. It's a joke. So is this team. I'm out, guys. I'll see you Tuesday. Ciao.